gentlemen welcome back to the Woody Allen retrospective right here on planettower.com I'm your host as always Donald Wonder and I'm joined by my good old buddy my co-host in arms my European American diaspora Simon Rad. you could have just said the man with the golden throat because man oh man I got a sore throat today yeah you don't sound so good and I like that because I'm going to be attacking you in this discussion. <laughs> Guys, I'm joking. Yeah, a fight with a handicap, right? Let's yeah, get man. to it. If you were here last time, guys, you did obviously notice we spoke about one of Woody Allen's most acclaimed movies, Match Point. I do want to apologize because we did have some audio echo because we I was using a different piece of equipment. It was good enough. Guys, if you were here, well, if you weren't there, on the YouTube card, on the YouTube channel, on the page, I'll put a link in the description to go back there. Don't forget, these Woody Allen discussions are part of a massive retrospective we've been doing for almost a year to the date. Go there, go to WoodyAllenRetro.com where we've got the whole archive of all these other discussions. We've just been hitting these reviews. Guys, we're moving forward with these spoiler discussions. Yes, guys, we spoil these movies, so... Most of you guys already know that and you don't care. You don't even watch a lot of Woody Allen movies. You're here for the general conversation with the two movie schlubs that do not work for Rotten Tomatoes. And on that note, we're going to push ahead past Match Point <laughs> to a movie that at the time it came out was a bit of a surprise to the people. And Alex <laughs> Simon, do you, are you well enough to do the introduction? Do you want me to do it? or do you? I can do it. I can do it. It's fine. What's, how does the saying go? Peaks and valleys. Peaks and valleys, isn't it? Yeah, man. Yeah, well, it's time for another valley, at least for most people, I bet. So we're one year later, 2006, and the movie's called Scoop. And as the title suggests, it's sort of a mystery movie tied in with a bit of uh, investigative work in journalism and a murder mystery by a serial killer based in London. In fact, I would bet that at one point, the idea to set this in old school London with Jack the Ripper was thrown around because the backdrop of the whole story is some dude going around killing uh, short haired prostitutes one after the other. I think he did a movie like that before called Shadows of Fog, actually. <laughs> Which I like. Yeah. But this is just set in London, so sure. why not? Maybe they couldn't get the money because it's set in present day for the time. Anyways, cutting things short and straight to the point, Scarlett Johansson returns, and it's very refreshing because you appreciate that Woody went out, went without a muse for like 10 years. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of back on the ball with uh, rehashing some of his old concepts in a fresh format. Uh, she's a young, I guess, journalist student, and they try really hard to give her a different type of character after Match Point to showcase her acting ability, which again... Hats off to Woody because at this point in her career, she was becoming just a pretty face. And nowadays, she's more recognized for her acting range. Sure. So again, good on Woody. But basically, she's kind of nerdy, kind of geeky dressing. They even give her a pair of braces at some point. But at the same time, you can't hide the fact that she's attractive. And she's not shying away from it. The first scene she's in, she actually sleeps with her target for the interview. But doesn't get anything out of it. So you can tell that she's ambitious, but has a bit of bad luck. 
Meanwhile, uh, we are also introduced to a dead character, somebody who's traveling on the boat in the afterlife, played by Ian McShane. Ian McShane, your boy from, well, I love him from Deadwood, and you recently watched his series American Gods, which apparently you didn't like that much, so I'm surprised. I love him, though. That series is trash. Anyway. (laughs) The book's all right, though. The book's good, but the series, I've heard mixed things about it. He's good at it. He's a quality actor. He's, He's like... Patrick Stewart, basically just uh, somebody who gives a quality performance no matter what he's in. And he's bringing his A-game to this one as well. The whole ubiquitous character that he's such a a, a typical reporter, you know, that he lived the job so much that even in his death, he can turn down a good story or at least a good lead. Because one of his fellow passengers on a boat says, well, I think I was killed because I was onto this serial killer. And he was like, I got to get this information out there. So he actually escapes and starts swimming backwards from the river of death. And this is very, I guess, Ingmar Bergwin-ish, you know, Woody, again, drawing influences, but in his own comedic form. Then he himself reinserts him back into the film. Yes. And to be honest with you, you should stop saying that this is the last time we see Woody Allen because he keeps coming back just like this ghost. I said as a focal character, not as a side. He's not. He's never the focal character again. He's done with that. He'll be on the side every now and again, but he ain't going to be your main lead anymore. That's what I said. Okay, fair enough. Well, once again, he's back to being a sidekick and uh, we're rehashing the gag of the magician again. Scarlett Johansson and her roommate. Go to a magician show, and Woody's the magician doing his old tricks for like the third time. <laughs> exactly, but but he's okay. He's good at it. They have some funny dialogue between her, him, and uh, Scarlett Johansson. And then when she goes into the mystery box, the ghost of Ian McShane appears and gives her the scoop as the title of the movie. And if you know anything about this movie, you know that the biggest name at the time who was in there was Hugh Jackman, who. Hats off to him. He was already a big star thanks to X-Men. Mm-hmm. And he had to drop a lot of his usual salary to be able to be in this movie because he sure as hell didn't get paid, you know, as much. And again, Woody's good with casting. He's good with actors. But a lot of times he has to discover people who are going to be big, but not big yet. And he can't afford to get the big stars anymore like he did in, I would say, the 70s. So seeing Hugh Jackman was very refreshing. And of course, he's sort of the mystery man in the movie. He's very attractive. He plays the rich, wealthy, you know, posh British guy very well. Does a kick-ass accent. And Scarlett Johansson finds him very attractive. But at the same time, she has to follow up this lead that this guy, Hugh Jackman, could be the serial killer. And there's the whole dynamic of the movie that on one hand, he's charming, but he's also mysterious. And there are some red flags. So is this guy the killer or is he not the killer? And that's pretty much the movie. It's a hybrid again. It is. Funny dialogue. We have some comedic elements, but it's also a crime film. And, you know, I'm a sucker for that. I always like when Woody does things in the crime genre. And it's, a, from that perspective, a logical follow-up to Matchpoint, at least from, I guess, what the studio thought the movie's going to be. But they were in for a shock along with the audience because this ain't nowhere near match point this doesn't have the focus or the ambition of high quality this is woody on autopilot and it's fun and i'm sure he did his best at the time what for what he wanted to achieve but you know this this is a this is a bit of a snooze 
<laughs> you know what, man? Simon, what's your, you know, actually, let me set this off a little bit for you. What was the movie Woody Allen made right after Annie Hall? Annie Hall. Yeah, after. What was the one movie made after his masterpiece? You know, I love that movie. You know, that was, a, as the New York Times called it, a riveting journey into the spirit of the human mind. <laughs> yes, interiors. Interiors, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and again, he's done it again with like, Crimes and Misdemeanors, a well acclaimed movie, one of his best. What came after that, Alice? And again, Match Point, what came after that, this. Like you said in the beginning, ebbs and flows, peaks and valleys. This movie, let me put it to you this way. I do not like Manhattan Murder Mystery. It really annoys me. This movie, to me, is Manhattan Murder Mystery 2.0. It's got a better angle with Death and Ian McShane, fantastic actor. But again, Woody Allen and Scarlett Johansson are doing this. Is it? Is it not the same way him and Diane Keaton were doing it in Manhattan Murder Mystery? Now here, it's a little bit better because they've got the, the death element and they've got uh, better actors, more, more things to play with. But it's more the same. I mean, it's like, I, I, don't, I don't mean to be harsh, but he has a lot of screen time with Scarlett Johansson and he's doing his shtick. And Scarlett Johansson's fantastic. I'll speak about her as an actress in a minute. But she's playing Woody Allen as well. They're both playing Woody Allen archetypes right off each other to the point where she's even got the circle glasses, the circle rim glasses he usually wears. His one's black rimmed, her one's is gold rimmed or whatever. And seeing Scarlett Johansson play that Woody Allen archetype is fantastic because you never, I don't think we've ever seen a female do it. And she's delivering the lines well. It's a good role for her. But in terms of the actual story, it's just been there, done that. And watch this movie for a second time. There wasn't a lot it gave me. I mean, just like the mass audience watching this movie for the first time, you come from Match Point, you come to this, and as a Woody Allen fan... I find it passable, but you're still frustrated coming off such a high to something so mediocre that I try to think, okay, how could this, what did, movie, what did Woody mess up in this movie that could have made it great? What, what potential did it have? This movie reaches full potential. There's not much he could have done more. The only real criticism I have for the movie is that Ian McShane, such a great actor, I wish he was actually, I wish he kind of swapped places with Woody Allen and had more screen time because, again, just like Alec Baldwin in fucking Alice, He's a character, a ghost character that comes in and out of the movie. It's like, damn, this guy's so good. Why is he in more of the movie? He's a great fucking actor. Now, uh, Hugh Jackman is fine. Again, he's playing against type in the sense where he's not Wolverine at all. He's a, such a soft and nice guy with a nice accent. And is he the murderer? And it's comical seeing him play that nice guy through the whole movie. But it's boring. It's dull. And honestly, it's just been there, done that. It's not great. The cinematography is fine but match point was better and honestly after the first half an hour of the movie you just wonder if there's going to be any kind of special x factor or any special element to it there's no twist the ending is predictable as hell he didn't really try i would i would have really appreciated some kind of curveball woody didn't throw one at all when i was watching the movie i was looking at woody allen and i was like you just wanted to play off scarlett johansson and not in a creepy sexual way he just wanted to act with her and that's what you're getting most through this movie for me. Woody Allen and Scarlett Johansson acting off each other. Everything else is just more the same. And even me giving that dynamic praise is 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 saying something because the movie's fucking dull. And people really was pissed off with this movie. Mostly not because of the movie itself. It's just coming off such a high of match point. They're just like, really, Woody? Really coming out with this? So 
for me, it's a, it's a big disappointment. But as a movie, it's not terrible, but it's very dull. Well, to play devil's advocate a bit, I mean, I watched it with my girlfriend. And uh, we had fun. And I think she really enjoyed it because of the female lead. Like you said, this is a female version of the Woody Allen on-screen character archetype. And the the jokes work for that. And there are some funny moments. And with that, seeing her unravel the mystery and a lot of things from her perspective as a female heroine, again, all exciting. I can see if you haven't seen all of Woody Allen's filmography and you're not coming off of a great movie like Matchpoint, if you just walk in cold, you can enjoy this movie. Again, it has that Woody Allen element of, wow, I didn't know all these actors come together to make a movie. I didn't know somebody, you know, made something through BBC in London with these actors about this subject matter at this point in time. It's just special. I think that's the biggest praise you can give most of Woody Allen's movies, that they're special, they're unique to him. What kind of took it down a few notches for me that his cinematography, that movie he did, uh, anything else, yeah, was beautiful. And I felt like right after Manhattan, he started to kind of, you know, feel like if his movies look too cinematically good or aesthetically pleasing, pleasing, it feels fake. It doesn't feel organic. We heard him refer to it in character in the movie Hollywood ending that he likes foreign cinematographers because they have a, a certain vision and a certain way of shooting things that make the film look organic. He mentioned similar things in the interviews he did in movies like, uh, what was it, Wild Man's Blues? Yeah. So I understand that in the 80s when he had like his depressing phase after Zelig and um, Broadway Danny Rose where he did all those dramas and all the suffering and all that, why he would choose to start filming movies like that and experiment. He had some very good moments as a director. I even thought in September, the way he got around the limitation of shooting everything in the house was very good. Mm -hmm. But at this point in time, we've seen him do better. We've seen him do better as old school Woody Allen with movies like Manhattan and Annie Hall where the cinematography is gorgeous. And we've seen him do better recently with Matchpoint where he was more focused or with anything else where he worked with a different cinematography has a different style and it brings a different sense of quality to the film here this is a murder mystery and the poster that i'm looking at right now looks really interesting you have the card that's the kind of the signature of the villain of the serial killer you have hugh jackman and scarlett johansson kind of romantically playing off of each other nice dress code they're opposite colors you know hugh jackman is dressed in black she's dressed in white he's upper class British, she's like a lower class American. And so there's a lot of things to play with, a lot of intrigue that could have made this movie more exciting to watch. But outside of a few bits and pieces, like there's a really good shot of Hugh Jackman looking creepy just by picking up the phone. That was good, right near the end, yeah. Yeah, so again, Woody can do great things as a director, but most of the movie is just standard. It's like, okay, we're in a garden, it's a garden party. Woody does his car trick jokes. Then Scarlett Johansson and Hugh Jackman walk for a bit and exchange dialogue. And that's it. Not much happening there. The ghost element is just simple fade in, fade out. You don't get to see a lot of the boat, which is very Ingmar Bergmanish. And yeah, I just thought for something that's like, you know, an exciting murder mystery, there's not a whole lot of excitement there. It's more focused on the comedy. I did like 
the last act when they start to figure out things and Woody's character puts together the actual final murder case, I thought, yeah, the mystery in terms of the murder element is written fine. How it was committed and how he he puts together the pieces and finds the clues, that was all good. But like you said, what happens to his character is foreshadowed way early on in the film when he talks about, oh, I don't drive because of this. So when he gets in the car, you're like, I know where this is going. And the climax between the actual killer and Scarlett Johansson's character, again, predictable. Yeah. So while it's fun, and I think the less you know, the better it is as a viewing experience. And unless Woody Allen movies you've seen, especially from the 80s, the better this one fares because the ideas feel fresher, the way it's shot, it feels fresher, especially for, you know, these actors' filmographies and seeing Hugh Jackman, you know, kind of um, play against type, which again, good decision for him because he was good in the movie. But unfortunately, I'm not shy that he didn't receive a lot of credit for it because ultimately his character is kind of dull. Mm-hmm. And he's dull for a reason because he needs to be a question mark for the most of the film. Yeah. Yeah. And that last turn at the end where, you know, it's revealed who who's responsible for the murders, that was the funniest part of the movie for me. Just because the dialogue that person's having with the police, that acting so, you know, put on and then that little... Yeah, that was great. <laughs> and, and that little double twist at the end. I was like, I like that dynamic. I wish I got more of that in the movie. Again, it couldn't work because they were saving that for the end. But I was just like, oh, well... I saw a, a glimmer of charm from these actors, but they just didn't have a better script to work with. So this is a, this honestly has to be one of our shortest reviews because I don't have anything else to say. Only one fun fact of trivia, which is going to make you laugh. Speaking of magicians, and speaking of 2006, and speaking of our actor Wolverine, what movie was he doing when this was made in 2006 about magicians? The Prestige. There you go. A, a marvelous movie, a magnificent movie. <laughs> it's just so funny the timing of him doing that movie and this one at the same time. And I might explain why he had such a maybe a laid back, easy role. But either way, oh my god, the procedure's a fucking marvelous film. And, and to be honest with you, don't tell that anybody because you show two people or you show one person those two films and say, oh by the way, this was made at the same time. This movie looks like it's twenty years outdated. You know. <laughs> Yeah, and actually, to be fair, to be really, really fair, the worst thing about this movie is its placement. If Woody Allen came out with this movie even five years later, it would have been received better. But just after Match Point, you know, it just it, it really didn't help. And at the time, the critics were so upset with this. Like, wow, Woody, you gave us a, a breath of fresh air, and you came out with this. You've gone all the way back. It was like ten steps forward, twenty steps back. And the most ironic thing is the next movie. The next movie we're going to talk about is another Nick Jerker. It's going back. That's going to be a different movie. But I'm like, I remember watching the next movie after this one because I watched him in succession. Because these three movies, Matchpoint, this one, and Cassandra's Dream, I went in succession. And the next movie, when we have that discussion, you're going to be like, Woody, (laughs) maybe you should have swapped these movies around. But either way, if you go on IMDb and Mortal Tomatoes, at the time the movie was released, again, it was very frowned upon. Now, looking at it out of sequence and in retrospect, people are a bit more forgiving and appreciate the movie for what it is. But again, it's still kind of dull, even if it's if it, in its own universe. But that's it. It's a short review because there's not much to say about this one. Simon, I want to say thank you for joining me on this one, as always. That's okay. 
Um, I, I survived. You did, but you might not after tonight because you sound like you're half dead. But uh, maybe that's what some of the people want because, you know, you are the arsehole of the century. And uh, but <laughs> No, buddy, get some rest. Let's let, let's let Simon get some rest. <laughs> anyway, guys, don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Give us a like, comment down below, and we'll see you on the next discussion. <laughs>